Hey, listener. I know at this point you're pretty much expecting some witty banter between all of us at the beginning of the episode, and that's not the case this time. I've done something far better, but I've saved it for those of you who are dedicated enough to listen to the entire episode. If you make it to the end of this episode, there's about 10 minutes or so of content that was cut from this episode, but we wanted to include it because, well, this whole recording was just a ton of fun. So hang on, listen through. It's about uh, not quite an hour long. And then hang out with us afterwards and catch the little parts that we cut because, well, we were laughing a lot, so maybe you will too. Anyway, let's talk about Thrones. Welcome, everybody, to what I think is the most important episode of Let's Talk About Thrones in the entire history of the podcast, because (laughs) until we decide otherwise, this is the final episode of Let's Talk About Thrones. True, yeah. But it's notable. That's not the reason it's notable, because Hmm. anybody can do a last episode, right? right? But not just anybody can do an entire podcast remotely with one person in Alaska, one person in Virginia, and one person in Los Angeles. I'm not in Virginia. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Where do you live? The district? Annapolis. Annapolis, Maryland. Same fucking difference. <gasps> <laughs> All right, one person in Alaska, one person in Annapolis, and one person in California. And then on the very last episode, get them all in one room. Right. So, Jenny, Jenny is called tax write offs. Tax write offs. <laughs> Deductible humans. So, welcome to the very last, until we decide otherwise, episode of Let's Talk About Thrones featuring Lord Commander Anthony from the somewhat uh, defunct Night's Watch, which is now just the Knights chilling in the nice north where grass is starting to grow. Uh, and then we have Sarah Richard. Of wherever the hell he wants to, really. Winterfell, Blackwater, just the North. You want to be from the North? Sure, why not? I mean, or North? Yeah, why not? From Annapolis. Okay. And I. Sir Richard from Annapolis. Sir, Sir Richard from Annapolis. <laughs> and I am Jenny Josephson, Sarah Jenny of Tarth, or as it's otherwise known, Hollywood, which is where we are today. We are actually in the little office. Next door to the garage, no longer above the butcher, next door to the garage, we have the door open mm. so that we are going to experience everything that Jenny Josephson experiences in her yard. Wind chimes, airplanes, helicopters, possible sightings of raccoons, and many, <laughs> many cats, which I think is only appropriate. So welcome. Fingers we also have um, a very special guest who's actually producing this episode today, one Richard Straffolino. Hello, and he's hello. also taking photographs, and he got us water, and he's just like being the be- the very best producer. So, yay, and you might hear from him a little bit later on. We, so, we might actually be able to put pictures in the post for this what? and have it included. Crazy. Crazy. Right. Okay, so let's get to it. The purpose of this episode, you may know there are no more Game of Thrones to watch, but I know. And there are no books to read, unless you've not read them before. But we do have well, things... depending on when you're listening That's to this. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There may be books to read. This is an evergreen tweet. I mean, podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been working too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll see people. Did someone come to my house? What's going on? Uh, okay. So, uh, there are some things we're going to talk about. First of all, we are going to read some listener emails. We didn't think it would happen. We didn't think we had listeners. Turns out, we have both listeners and emails. (laughs) Uh, And then Richard is going to fill us in on The Last Watch, which is the two-hour Game of Thrones documentary that I watched ten minutes of. Anthony hasn't seen yet, and Richard, of course, faithfully watched all two hours over two nights. Over-prepared. (laughs) Over-prepared. Over-prepared to the last. Uh, And that, by the way, I don't know if you can hear her, that is Durante. Hello, so Durante. named for her funny nose. Um, all right, so let us kick it right off with a bunch of emails from our designated email uh, lieutenant sergeant, airman, uh, person recently retired. Right. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Congratulations. We should mention that we are dealing with an actual retired member of the U.S. Air Force, uh, one Sir Anthony Lemos, who is just a few short months away from political opinions. 
And edibles. <laughs> and edibles. <laughs> now, I have a question for you, Anthony. Uh-oh. At Uh-oh. one point in time, I think we asked for people to just let us know that they were out there. Mm. To just, I don't know, send us something. Send mm-hmm. it, Just send us a one. Send yeah. us, let us know that there's someone out there listening. And did we get any of those? We did. We got five. All right. Five okay. ones. So five we have ones. five listeners? That's a $5 bill. Five. We have five listeners. I believe so, yes. But well, we, no, no, no. That, we have five. Because this will be the shortest. with the one. This is going to be the shortest listener email segment ever if it's all just like one. Right. So you're going to read those to us? No, no. We're going to skip those. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I'll read them right now. One. One, <laughs> one, one, one. Thanks, everyone. That sounds like doing push-ups in basic. Yep. Um, <laughs> you guys, I have a theory it might have been much more fun to do this podcast in person the whole time. <laughs> I'm already getting the sense. <laughs> well, when we were talking about doing this podcast, so since we're doing the final episode, mm-hmm. let's get behind the scenes a little bit. This episode Genesis was, or this, this podcast Genesis, was me watching the last episode of Game of Thrones Season 7 and immediately tweeting out who wants to do a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast with me. Mm-hmm. And before I'd even gotten upstairs, Jenny had replied with, me, me, me. <laughs> and I text, I, I sent her a message back and like, are you serious? Like, really? She was like, yes. And as soon as I got the yes, I reached out to Richard and said, hey, Richard, guess what? You always wanted to do a podcast with Jenny. I might have it lined up. And boy, did you live to regret it. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Because you know Um, who suitably has been just delightfully unprepared for this podcast the entire time? Me! Jenny, that's the best part. (laughs) I know. Um, So, yeah. So, I committed to that before I realized what I was committing to was a weekly podcast that I didn't have time to do. Yeah. But I was so thrilled that we did it and we made it all the way through. And uh, with such fine companions in Podcastia. I really think the funniest thing about doing the podcast with you two was that the first time you were absent, Richard and I played it off. (laughs) All right. As if you were there. As if you were there. You just didn't have anything to say. Oh, my God. And the next episode, we kept referring to how you missed the last episode. And you were like, or how you were there, and you were like, no, I missed it. And like, it's, it's consistent. And then later on, we go to record, and you're there, and you didn't actually realize that we that you'd missed the recording. So it kind of came all full circle because oh that time you God. were like, you're like, we're we're on what episode? And, oh and Richard, I like, forgot about yeah. that. That and was we like, funny. No, we, we already did that one. That and, was really funny. And this is after we had already like made the joke. No, we already made that one, you know. And then we came back like maybe. Four episodes later, you had actually missed it, not known, not realized it. Jenny yeah. Josephson can only be described as unprepared and slightly confused. <laughs> nope. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, just the personality of the show is just amazing. It's so. all been fun. All right. Well, step one, hmm. let's read an email. All right. I'm, I have these because of the way I exported them and because Gmail is hard to export from, I have them in alphabetical order by subject, <gasps> which kind of takes out... All favoritism. Yeah, I think that's so. I think it's actually it. pretty yeah. legitimate because we don't know when it came from or who yeah. it came from until we open it. And so, we're going to marathon so, this, right? We're and, not going to leave in no man, no email left behind, right? And and, and just sure be prepared. Chair, we are going to jump all over the place in time. Yes. Yep. Uh, because welcome to our show. We spoil. Let's <laughs> talk about Game of Thrones. Okay, so the first one is loading. As soon as well, at least it's more letters than one. Uh, Don Petito wrote in and said, "After the long night, the queen needed a caffeine boost and sent us the picture of the coffee cup in Winterfell." Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they did that twice in the same season that they ended yes. up screwing up with some, like basically set production issue. It, my question is how. How many times did this happen in the past? We just didn't catch it. And now that they're alerted to it, we're never going to see it because it's all been... Finished. Right, because they did end up cleaning that up oh, yes. really? in what they made available online. So yep. you can't see it anymore. Ah. Yeah, it's gone. You know what's weird is that was one of the very few episodes I did have to watch online in a Roku TV. So I didn't see it. Nice. I don't understand what that means. Uh, I watched it. I think one of those episodes I watched later. Oh, after the fact. Yeah. Perhaps after they had cleaned it up. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. And by the way, his tagline at the bottom says, sent from my email. I love that. (laughs) I totally love that. 
Dude, my cat really wants to be on this podcast. Can we just discuss? Yeah, no, that's that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so uh, that was a good comment. Mm. Do it? Does it require further study? No, I love it. All I, right. I think we're good. All right. Um, the next one comes from Justice Factus. These names are so real. Yeah, I love totally. It. Uh, discussion points. This is actually a really long one. Listen are to the. Are you gonna vomit on the podcast? By the way, she's not talking to Anthony or me. Get not, out! Not yet, anyway. Still not talking to Anthony or me. I think. <laughs> I'm hoping. Go out! <laughs> cat this cat really is a hollywood cat i'm sorry just as fact is listen to the bert umber episode 801 edition Ah. of let's talk about thrones and had a few observations was sansa channeling cersei throughout this episode i thought her words and dialogue could have been spoken by cersei especially when she was speaking at daenerys what Mm. do dragons eat oh that was awesome that was yeah that was quality whatever they want to yeah yep um, then a technical issue, even though Jon Snow's watch has ended with a nice watch, he renounced his or his or any crown or wife for that matter. So it could be argued he gave up his claim to the throne, just like Maester Aemon, who would be Jon's great great uncle, I guess it would be, did when he took the black. However, he took the vow as Jon Snow. Does that mean he gave up only those titles that could have oh. been bestowed to Jon? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as we learned, all the seven seasons of carefully set up Targaryenism didn't fucking matter at all. (laughs) So, uh, sure. I mean, I think sure is the answer. I guess we'll find out in 75 years when digitally recreated George R.R. Martin finishes the books. Um. Another thing he wants to know why 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 no one's brought any wildfire to the fight with the whites. That's an interesting question, yeah. actually. And, and it's funny, when I read this message, I thought this the same thing. And I, I think one of the things, if you're if we read further into this message, is the speculation about, okay, well, was it all gone? And obviously by now we know that it wasn't all gone. Well, so why? Because who wanted to carry it all the way north? That would have been incredibly dangerous. Yeah, I think that's the, the idea, is that like... You think Jamie Lannister had his little red wheelbarrow full of wildfire that he was going to bring up to <laughs> <laughs> This is a transportation difficulty. He's a bunch of 50-year-old wildfire just sitting there like... Bleh. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. It'd be like carrying around old wet dynamite. He says, isn't... I assume it's a he. Maybe. I don't know. Isn't anyone bothered by Jorah Mormont's return to the north? I know he got a pardon, but it seems a little out of character that Lyanna Mormont would just let his arrival pass without a brash comment. Bear Island must be a really fun place. I bet you would really know where you stand. You know, like Jersey. I, um, I think this came around at a later episode when you saw Jorah and Lyanna talking, talking. Right before the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. yeah. And it was brash. And it was, she was not putting up with his shit. And I think that's about all there needs to be said because Lyanna, as devoted as she is, she's not going to doubt the pardon. Right. You yeah. Know, so she, if the queen pardoned Jorah, oh no, Jorah was pardoned for helping assassinate Jordan. Yes, Jordan was pardoned by Robert. Robert. I see. Hey, listen, that's a helicopter. They're coming to get us. They're coming to get us. Uh, what what we say when the helicopters pass over here is get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so Robert Baratheon pardoned. Uh, Jorah Mormont for helping assassinate Daenerys Targaryen, which he did not do. And that caused him all sorts of grief later. So I guess I think everybody thought everybody was going to die, so that ship had kind of sailed. Uh, And indeed, in fact, Jorah Mormont did not have to face the issues of his pardon or not after uh, that long night. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he uh, last but not least, it will be interesting to see how Daenerys justifies not killing Jamie Lannister when she roasted or toasted Randall and Dick and Tarly. I guess it will have to be, he will have to bend the knee, or does Arya collect another face? Either way, I bet it doesn't sit well with Cersei. Really, did Cersei send Bronn, or was this something Kyburn cooked up? An unintentional pun. There's a lot to unpack there. So... Mm. The thing with Jamie is interesting because really what ended up happening there is that 
Tyrion ended up taking the wrath for mm-hmm. for Jamie, mm. and ultimately, you know, Jamie kind of gets his due by going back to Cersei. And what was the last part there? Oh, yeah, the the thing with Bronn. The thing with Bronn was always weird, right? So I liked the way they played that out. I liked the fact that he's like, yeah, absolutely, I'll go get him for you, no problem. Hey, I'm here to get you. How much are you going to offer me? That did seem very on character for absolutely. Bronn. Absolutely. E- even though it wasn't as fun as we wanted it to be, it was and very I, on character. I, I know that there were some people that were disappointed by it, but it was... It was Braun. Well, I didn't like the scene, but I liked the spirit of the scene. Yeah. I just didn't think it was it was fun. <laughs> I think whoever wrote that email has a lot more creativity and was allowed a lot more imagination than the writers of season eight of Game of Thrones. That would be oh! just, Justice of House Factus, first of his name, judge of the incarcerated and apprentice barrister. Very nice. Well played. All right, so. next. <laughs> Thank you for your message. <sighs> Laundry Scent. Yes. <laughs> I love these names. Finally, the ending we need in Game of Thrones. There's a lot of haters out there right now, but I say woohoo. I've always thought that the fan edit of the series into a movie could never happen. Far too many important storylines. Well, not anymore. If your storyline didn't get a payoff, you're cut. Kyburn, Clegane, Urine Greyjoy, which he spells Urine Greyjoy. Uh, Fair. Varys, to name few. Once I mean, I would have pissed all over that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're done influencing an impactful character story, snip. Next week is the last episode. I kind of hope John's actual parentage never matters. Snip. Oh. Well, he got his wish. Yeah, I mean, well, no, it didn't I mean, really matter, th- but the I, wrong person got snipped according to his hopes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think the suggestion, you're saying his, I don't know that it's a, a, a male. Fair enough. They. The, you know the person really who wrote they. in suggested that John would end up getting killed because his line didn't matter anymore. And clearly it did. Mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Devin Villery writes in titled good stuff. How do you Lords and lady? I've been listening to the show since its inception and I've enjoyed it immensely. I don't care much about spoilers. So I've listened to your shows usually before I watch the episodes because of the recent flurry of episodes. Y'all have, output lately my current podcast list has increased to about 25 hours not an issue just thought it was a fun stat anywho i'm getting a 504 and uh he was getting a problem with the website and it got fixed but he really liked the uh, the different understandings that we, we all bring about important scenes he read most of the books and look forward to seeing how they differ still from the show and just want to let us know that he was listening. Oh, awesome. thank you. Thank you, and thank you. By the way, he's a sound engineer. Lazy Days. I love listening to the show. You have great chemistry. I need to make one correction, however. I know this isn't really important, but I want you guys to sound smart. That's a tall <laughs> order. Good fucking luck. I think we totally talked about this one. This is about the Darios, right? Yeah, there are only two actors that two. played Dario Naharis, not yep. three. yep. Thanks. There was there was the Dan, Fabio Lee. Dario and actually hot Dario. <laughs> yeah, actually hot Dario. Dario and Dario. <laughs> um, this one is insanely long, like multiple pages. Summarize it. Yeah, on the fly. Come on, go. TLDR. Uh, Josh Riker, Riker, Riker. I'm going to go Riker. Um, he sent us. I'm just going to summarize by saying that after. Uh, he, he he found us by listening to the Court Killers, and he dumped out a bunch of theories on what all was going to happen. Oh, oh yeah, oh. and some of them. So should are really we rate good. them? Some and of if them he was right. They're we do all, a ding? no, they're all awesome, and most of them are wrong. Okay, read <laughs> the right ones. Seriously, the ones they're all right. awesome. <sighs> it's. Let's see here. I reached the episode where we were discussing Jamie, discussing how he became the Kingslayer. And just previous show, you mentioned how all these puzzle pieces are here, but we just don't put it all together. And it got me thinking. The Mad King was killed because he had a stockpiled, stockpiled wildfire, and he was ready to burn the entire capital. He kept yelling, burn them all, over and over again. And he goes through a bunch more added stuff. So this is what his, this is how he sees it playing out. The Night King army continues in a beeline for, Bee's land, or for King's Landing. Bee's there, Landing. There will be battles along the way, 
But the Night King is going to win them all. The Night King will miss some fairly obvious locations, which will make the living wonder why and the reason out and reason out where they actually they're actually headed. Either he's headed to the Isle of Faces to look for the MacGuffin, and it's nope. really been moved to the capital by the nope. Targaryens. Or uh, in the the living go to the Isle of Faces and learn the MacGuffin was there. So basically, the Isle of Faces is as I originally thought. Um, or a big battle for King's Landing with an intact Night King army. Cersei loses, Night King wins, which given Cersei's plan with dealing with the weakened w- winner makes it ironic. Oddly, most of the city has fled beforehand, so not much death by the common people. Our heroes decide that they need to destroy the city. Um, John, being the person he is, <laughs> is the one that lights it all up, dying in the process. And Daenerys is the ruler, although... Uh, but Seven Kingdoms very shouldn't briefly. have to, yeah. Temper, uh, her son, fathered by John, is detained to be the rightful heir when he gets of age. So, cool theory is the one thing that you didn't get into there, which is what I liked the most, and I don't know that he fully fleshes this out, is the idea that the Mad King was constantly saying, burn them all, burn them all, burn them all. And Bran. Mm hmm had that thing where he was saying, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. And he had the ability to influence past, maybe mm-hmm. past, future, present. And did they tie it together somewhere? way? part I, that, of the mysticism that we didn't... Remember yeah. the part where Bran was going to influence time all in one magic episode that never happened? Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. Except that he knew he was going to become king. So thanks he, for putting us all through that. He did foresee uh, Drogon flying over King's Landing. That's right. In one of his visions. When he was shortly to become king. Yes. That he told no one. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know where Jenny stands in the whole thing. Yeah. Hey, bro, I'm just going to sit here, be real, real cool, and not help at all, and then become king, okay? Okay. Um, Stephen Hughes wrote in just after the Battle of Winterfell and said, wow, or should I say, Wow. I had to stop watching this multiple times. Time had to turn the lights on and write an email while I finished watching. That was scary shit. No, we don't know what specific episode this is, do we? He oh, it a, had to have been the long yeah, night. Yeah, he sent it on April 29th, which would have been the Around long, the night. long yeah. night. Okay. The yeah. zombie movie that, the, yeah. that doubled as yeah. a Game of Thrones Basically, episode. World, World War Night King. World War White Walkers. Yep. Mike McLaughlin wrote in. Mike! <clears throat> Jenny, Mike's Anthony, my Twitter buddy. Jenny, Anthony, and Richard. Just finished listening to your recap analysis of The Long Night. Just a few comments regarding how I saw it. He expected more deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, Him and the internet, yep. Yeah. <laughs> more deaths to named characters are, are to come. Okay. He apologizes to Richard for his speculation, even though he didn't get any, any details. That's Okay. The criticism of the darkness and haze in Twitter uh, that some of you saw was interesting. Basically, he didn't agree, but he understands like there's a fog of war, this quote unquote fog of war, mm-hmm. which I thought, which he thought was a decent allegory between the two. Yeah. Oh, you can't see what's actually going on while you're watching it, and the characters can't see what's actually going on in the show. So, like, buckle up, Nancy. That's a really <laughs> good excuse. That, that's a great production excuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, she's like, no, that was too much. Too much love. She's a head scratcher. To paraphrase Helmut von Moltke, no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy. Hmm. I buy it. You you correctly identified the lack of Danny's experience and discipline as a general. The emotional toll of seeing her Dothraki literally be extinguished was too much for her. Where John effed up was following her aloft. He should have remained Mm -hmm. to cover the initial wave. And this is the military mind... At work. That's right. It's just, it's just what makes logical sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that, um, absolutely. And he should have known that because he was a leader and he should have not followed the queen. He should have let her go do what she was going to do and then stuck to the plan. Like, yep. that is accurate. And he says, unlike Tom, I saw Arya slam her head and recognize the trauma it, cr- it created moving forward into the room of the old white man bitching at Sansa's scene. <laughs> <laughs> Having been concussed in similar situations, it was very accurate for her reactions and actions. Her training kicked in, and she was on autopilot in the library and quarters until meeting up with the Hound and Dendarian. 
Um, Melisandre gave her clarity and purpose once safe in the Almbass space. The old white men bitching. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Um, what was I going to say? I had a thought. Damn it. And that was middle-aged Mike, a.k.a. Gadget Chaser. Thanks, Mike. Mike has really been one of our the biggest supporters of this podcast. Yeah, Awesome. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Uh, another one from Mike. After watching The Bells, I have a prediction for the aftermath of the needless destruction that was King's Landing. When John and Danny finally face off regarding her actions, I don't think that Drogon will follow Danny's orders. I will. It will be her final predicted predicted betrayal for blood. Drogon will betray her because of the blood she shed in King's Landing. Drogon mm. will side with John by refusing to burn him or, at her order. Well, he nailed that. This isn't. He nailed that back part. Right. Like, substantively, yeah. it's correct. Yeah. Even he though. Let, Drogon let John pass, first right. of all. Yeah. Right. So he still accepted him then. And then afterwards, he was mad at the throne. Right. You so, killed my mom, but I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. And I, so, I loved that. that was, oh, my God. That was such a good scene. Yep. yep. Um, let's see. That's another email in reply, so we'll skip past that. John Riker with another long email. But it's not loading because... California, here we come. Right back where we started from. Sorry. That's always what I do in an uncomfortable silence. He guessed that John would kill Cersei in the end, yep. but dies in order to do it. Mm. Um, which, that didn't happen at all. Nope. And he, he brings up Tyrion being a Targaryen that never fleshed out in story form. But I form. think that might still flesh out in the books. That's well, my book in, in the books, John is not a Targaryen. John is someone else. What? Yeah. The books are like totally different because he's not the prince that was promised in any way, shape, or form, according to what Cantlis was telling me. So they basically changed it because he was pretty? Yes. <gasps> was he? Not the first time this story <laughs> changed because someone was pretty. Okay. Wait, but I have a um, uh, another point, which is, damn it, I forgot again. No, it was important. Do you need a notepad? <laughs> Maybe. I keep being like so happy everybody's in the house that I like forget. I'm just like, everybody's here. And then I forget what I was going to say. Um, no, it was about... Uh, I don't know. Never mind. It was a good email. Good job. He also guessed that uh, Danny, Danny and John would have a kid, and that kid would become the ruler. I think a lot of us thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. You guys, we can all still write it. Well, you know, that what what's the term for it? I forget what the term for it is. For fanfic? For fanfic. But there's a, there's there's like a... Stanfic? No, but besides that, there's another thing for it. Anyway, whatever. Um, like, right. but yeah, Thrones okay. erotica, Fan, fanfic, sure, yeah, fanfic. Sure. Yeah. Head cannon, head cannon. Laundry Laundry Sent said uh, Benioff and Weiss are obviously fanboys of George R. R. Martin. I mean, they're giving, they're, they've given us gibberish. Uh, I mean, they've given is every single reunion we've all been wanting for. Stop giving us all the things we've been looking forward to. Subvert our expectations. If they don't start killing off the characters we love again soon, I'm not going to watch next season. So this had to be <laughs> before season... I like that joke. That was a good joke. This was right after Winterfell. Oh, really? It was April 26th, so it's either right after or right before Okay, so Winterfell. a joke. All right. But... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um... Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner began the show in their early teens and are now in their early 20s. That's a good message. I am no prude, but I do not want to put their bare bodies on camera. And they didn't, for the most part. Uh, they showed a little uh, bit of... They showed side. side a little yeah, side, side boob. Side they showed Aria. side. Yeah. Yeah, side Maisie. Um, but I thought it was appropriately done. Because yeah. you know, like... And that's from Laundry Scent. Yeah, I think that was appropriately done. I'm going to be the judge on that one. Yeah, I... We, I, I totally understand the point, though, because it felt awkward. Right. You definitely were not watching, like, a smoking... Like, 
I get I, I I'm the wrong person to judge on that. But my instinct was like, don't no, 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 no. Be careful. None of this Cersei nonsense. Yeah, that's how I felt. Hmm. Um, hey, should we pause on emails um, and see if we have any live comments from the room? Yes. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. All right. We're going to yeah. take a break, uh, a mid-roll break, as it were. Uh, and instead of hearing from listeners uh, on email, which has been fantastic, I'm going to flip this microphone over, but not yet. And we're going to listen to what Rich Trofolino has to say. What, what am I going to say? So I think Let's Talk About Thrones is a quality podcast <laughs> who had at least one great guest this yeah. season. Ooh. I really enjoyed. Uh, minimum one great guest. Uh, yeah, we, we, we should probably have Tom back on. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Uh, that first guest you had, rough, let me tell you. Not a fan. Uh, the So the last season, to me, I guess if we're going to just hop on in here, I thought the last episode was a little redemptive. But overall, what struck me was dumb people acting dumb. And I like the, the the entire episode of the bells was why is everyone doing anything that they're doing in this episode? And it was completely baffling to me. Yep. Uh, I and and that's what was so surprising about the last episode was John did the thing that was the sm- the smart obvious thing to do and did it quickly without visibly vacillating on screen which was why it was so shocking i think to everyone so that's it for me folks all right thank you hot takes from producer rich but so before you leave that mic i mean i would argue that that the fact that what we saw in the episode prior was so baffling and just didn't seem to make sense almost made that scene with John and Daenerys more poignant because I don't think we expected that. It's what had to happen, but I don't think we expected they'd actually do it. Yeah, exactly. Based on how the writing had gone and really John's reasoning in the bells was the least baffling to me at the time. You know, he's kind of a guy, uh, thrown into a situation just kind of going with the flow because he's, you know, in a battle or whatnot. And he's, right. and he's, he's pretty much helpless in that episode to actually change anything as it's going on. Um, Tyrion and Jamie's behavior is far more, and uh, the Hound are all far more uh, baffling to me. But uh, yes, th- I completely agree with you. The other thing that gets me is thinking about the conclusion, the post-final season of Game of Thrones... My whole thought is, one, I'm glad they point out that hereditary monarchy is an inherently terrible system Mm -hmm. of government. Like, they make that very explicit, and then they change it slightly. But given that Bran now doesn't have uh, uh, an army to support him, right? Because the North is now an independent kingdom, so he doesn't have northern troops to draw on. He's effectively a powerless ruler, really only has... Why do you say that? The Unsullied like, would be his army. The Unsullied sailed off. Left. The Unsullied oh, sailed off. Also, there's, a right. herd, there's just a herd of Dothraki with no leader that is Walking overrunning, that is overrunning uh, uh, yeah. Westeros. Yeah. And so you have someone that doesn't have any kind of geopolitical base of power with a bunch of people that are currently weakened. So, right, the current situation is very stable. However, everyone else has a power base that will eventually grow, theoretically, Whereas Bran, by nature, does not. Yes, except that in theory, all of the people who could threaten his power agreed to giving him that power. This is true, and I, you know, and and so theoretically, he's a young guy, even with, uh, you know, possibly some long-term health issues. We're looking at like a potentially outside of any disease, perhaps a thirty, forty-year reign, giving some long-term stability. To there. However, how does this not replicate the same issue when it comes to the election? Whereas the most powerful house or the most powerful kingdom, whatnot, if you have the biggest army and you say, "Hey, if you don't vote for my dude, uh, yeah, I'm going to smash you," yeah, how does true. that not just replicate the issue down the road? I mean, what I would say is that guy can see the future. <laughs> well, so he doesn't need an army. Don't forget that. The previous Raven or Three Eyed Raven had lived for centuries. 
So Okay, so it's brand's brand's reign may not be as short lived as the right. single generation. This is true, and combined yeah. with the ability to see the future would be a significant uh advantage, although he may in a critical battle just black out and warg into something that we never see and has no impact on that battle. So we never know if, if that will impact anything in the future. I'm just saying it's not exactly yep. set up from, you know, it, it's set up so that, oh, we're not going to have hereditary BS. We don't have to worry about, you know, this, this line of succession so much. We can have something vaguely, at least aristocratically democratic. Right. But I still think it, it just Do amplifies. So. It, it, it has a whole different set of issues around Right. I also loved, for what it's worth, and I know we talked about this before, but I also love the fact that they raised the concept of democracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Direct democracy. And, and then laughed like, at it. They're like, oh, yes, we're so rich. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All thank right, you. Back to emails. Thank you very much, Rich. Woo! No problem, Richard. Brian Spencer wrote in to say, we're here, we are here, we are here, we are here, sent for my iPhone. Awesome. Thank you very much. We here in Whoville hear you. <laughs> Don Petito. Hey, guys. I just finished your recap of episode three. And when you were talking about the similarities in score between the Game of Thrones and Westworld, I thought of this video. And you sent us a link. Uh, it perfectly blends Ramin Jawadi's GOT and Westworld's scores. Mm. Yeah, also brilliant. If, if it, you haven't watched this, you have to watch yeah, this. Yeah, I'll it's make sure brilliant. we put a link to this in the show notes. It is really, That's really awesome. good. And this isn't just a score uh, kind of integration. This is this is an opening sequence concept that blends the opening sequence for Westworld and Game of Thrones fully in a way that rendered. is so friggin' cool. Yeah, fully rendered. It's really a, it's really it. amazing. This cat don't fuck around. <laughs> Mike Baker, you guys are so close to getting them all done before the new season. Looking forward to that last one of season seven. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. We, we, I missed so it by close. a day. And it was actually done. I just didn't have time to publish. And That, that would probably be my fault. Uh, no. No. no, that was completely on me. Um, Mike McLaughlin again. Hey, Richard, hey, Jenny, and Amos. Just wanted to write in and let you know that I appreciate the multiple episodes in the last weeks. I had to start a rewatch in anticipation of season eight, but I've abandoned it in favor of your commentary and recaps. I'm amused to no end with your commentary, and I've been listening since episode one. Looking forward to season six through seven during our ramp up to season eight. Great work. And uh, yeah. Remember when we said we were going to hold those email messages that, that we totally held them? Yeah. Thank we you. did. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, yeah. Mike. <laughs> lazy Days writes in and says, first off, my name is Dan Daigle, not Lazy. Okay. Thank you. And and we christen you Lazy. Okay. So uh, thanks for knocking these episodes out. And uh, can't wait to hear you guys talk about your theories and review of season eight. If you ever review other shows in the future, I would listen. Let's talk about Babylon 5. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Jenny, let's get back to talking about Cheers, please. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes you want to go. Although, your name. when you want to do Babylon 5, I'm all over rewatching. Hey, I know it. another guy that really wants to do Let's Talk About Babylon I 5 right all here, over sitting on the ground. Rewatching that. All right. You've got a new Let's Talk About. I have, I have the I whole get 5%. thing. <laughs> the Richards. Dan has one final question, and that is which Dario do you prefer? Current Dario. Well, yeah, clearly. Dario current, number two. Hot Dario, not. Far, Fario. Not fa- Fabio yeah. Dario. Yeah, Puma looking Dario. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. unanimous. All three of us prefer yeah. the. For different reasons. Like At least Dario. one of us for different reasons. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> but uh, all, all of us prefer the. the I like second the fourth one. Dario the best. The fourth the Dario. Fourth. <laughs> the Dario that was promised. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the end of our emails. There's a couple of really long ones that I'm just not going to be able to summarize, but they kind of hit the same point. So. Okay. 
Well, thanks yeah. to everyone who did email us because, like, for a long time we were kind of like doing this show in a vacuum, and it was mm. really fun, and we were really happy to do it. But this last season was so much fun because people were listening <laughs> and and writing and engaging, and and good lesson for uh, the next time that we do a let's talk about let's talk about a show that's really on the air when we're doing it. Uh, except for <laughs> Cheers, I will get back to let's talk about Cheers. Yeah. See, even. Even the cat wants, Even the cat to, get wants back us to get back to let's talk to about cheers. cheers. All right, so moving on, Richard, you are the one of us that made it through the um, two-hour documentary about oh, yeah, the making and you of make season You make it sound eight. like a chore. Tell Dude, us why we should watch it. I'm going to say something incredibly controversial. <gasps> I liked it better than the finale. Oh, snap. More drama? I I think... HBO did an incredible job of making you care about the people that made this show happen. And the way that they did that was that they only kind of superfluously featured the stars. Yeah. It was about the crew. And they focused on seemingly random people in the crew. The guy who is in charge of snow. Yeah, I love that guy. I did make it to the first appearance of that guy. The woman who, with her husband, scored the makeup contract for the show. Just all of these different people who were pivotal to making the show as good as it was. And you came to really know and care about these specific people. Now, from a star perspective, I will say probably one of the best moments from this uh, follow-on episode was the scene where you find out how Amelia and I can't remember his name. Kit. Uh, Kit learn about their fate together. Mm-hmm. And that was just phenomenal and emotional and wonderful. I also did see that. Did you notice the really interesting thing in that scene, though, which was that they played it as though it was the end of the episode? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that, where he was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, and end of Game of Thrones. Thrones. So that was supposed to be like the very dramatic end where he stabbed her and there was no denouement. Yeah. So I think that was a rewrite and that was a good choice. Yeah, And, and the other thing that was interesting is just learning about all the decoys that they had in place. They had tons of actors who had already been killed off continuing to come back to, to the set for filming because they didn't want to let people know no. that they had been killed Interesting. off. Also a nice way to keep them as part of the team. Yep. That's yep. Nice. So I, I, I mean, I think they did a fantastic job with it. I, Learned a lot. I loved what they showed. And probably of the behind-the-scenes shows that HBO's done. And frankly, this is what HBO does well, mm-hmm. right? Like when they create a big documentary, mega drama, their telling of how they made it is is usually very, very good. And this doesn't disappoint at all. So if you haven't watched it yet, I highly re- recommend that you watch it. I can't watch it again because I've already canceled my HBO. Hmm. <laughs> well, there's that. There is that. Uh, but what about Big Little Lies? What about Watchmen? Yeah, does HBO so, have a future after Game of Thrones? Oh, it totally does. By Let's the way, talk about HBO. If, if you haven't watched it, watch Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl was. I'm, ge- I'm gearing up the courage. Oh. Uh, it is. Is that is that a complete season? Stunning complete and heart. Series? No, it's five. It's a miniseries, five right. parts. Is it stunning, heart wrenching, disturbingly relevant? So absolutely watch it. Yes. Yeah, that's one that I I, I would like to just binge and be done with. Yep, we watched it in two nights. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's going to do it for Ex- this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, no, I'm no. sorry. I'm no. sorry. We have to say some heartfelt goodbyes here. Oh, that's right. But I was well, going to get to that. Okay. But okay. Before, let me, before we do that. Oh, okay. Remember, Jenny's on East Coast time. <laughs> how has your opinion of how it ended 
changed in the few weeks since it ended? Like, as it settled, has it matured in your mind at all? Because ripened like a fine cheese. Yeah, I when I watched it, I loved it. Then I found out the entire internet hated it, and now here it is, almost a month later, and I still really like the way it ended, but I'm less happy with the execution of it than I was before. Mm. But I still like the ending. I still think it ended well for what it was. I think that I understand everything that those writers went through when they realized they had no more rich, in-depth source material to uh, flesh out their episodes. And what they basically had was an outline. Right. And what we got in some of seven, but all of eight was a TV show that was an outline. It was all major points. It was all major points. And it all happened simply, and there was no complications, and there was no time travel, and there was no all these things, because they're not the guardians of that story. So I guess in some sense, like, thinking about what they went through, thinking about what the actors went through, and that's part of what that last watch was so good about, was like, hey, internet a-holes like us <laughs> real people did this show and right. they worked really hard on it and even if it wasn't perfect at the end the way it was in season one you, they deserve your respect and i in some senses i thought that was really that's what the last watch the part that i was able to see did for me which was it really gave me empathy to all the people that work so hard on this because really for them the experience of doing it was the point not how it ended or the plot or did it end well or not end well yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. And and again, referring to the last watch, one of the things that they point out, and this is actually one of the things that reinforces why I felt the way that I did about it, is that they they show very candidly about how they were they they were running at two hundred percent to get this last season out. Mm-hmm. They were running at an unsustainable pace was unmatched by anything that they had done in the prior seven series. You know what gets crunched when you do that? The finale. The writing. Oh, well, and and the writing. But yeah. but I, I mean I think that I think that asserts kind of kind of argues or or reinforces why we felt the way we did about how it was all rushed and how the, the, just the whole thing was that way. And I would argue that from a management perspective, perhaps from I don't know, an executive producer perspective, mm-hmm. that's not the right way to run a show from a showrunner perspective. Well, <laughs> let me tell you about how shows should be run versus how they end up being right. run. No, yeah. I, I totally yeah. get it. I totally get it. But, you know, it, it, they talked about this and, and I related to it from the perspective of, you know, working on technology projects, software development projects, where we're forced to run faster than we know we should or it would be safe to run and you end up making shortcuts Mm -hmm. and and that's fine when it's entertainment but ultimately i think it ended up disappointing people and i mentioned this from early on i felt like this had the star trek effect where you didn't know how it was going to end until the last relative five minutes and in the last five minutes it all gets wrapped up, and that pissed me off. But I'm kind of at peace with it. Okay. I'm at peace with it because I know that in probably a year I'll be watching it all again. Oh, that's interesting. How about Let's Talk About Let's Talk About Thrones? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) What about Let's Talk About Let's Talk About Let's Talk About Thrones? (laughs) Anthony, did you have any, like, you, you kind of expressed your... Thoughts there, but did you have any other big revelations since after, since it's over? Brian Brushwood, Ashwood uh, on Twitter, yeah, posted a link that go, went to a Medium article that described the difference between was it a, a subjective narration mm-hmm. and a character narration, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were going by source material and had all this subjective narration where you could actually really be in depth with everything and the that third it translates narration yeah, yeah it, it translates exceptionally well yeah but then when you get tv people doing it i.e. season 6 7 and 8 mm-hmm. that they're 
they focus differently, and that's why the scene, this, the seasons felt different. Right. And I thought that was the best explanation of how that transition happened, and it makes season eight make so much more sense. And I didn't have a problem with season eight to begin with necessarily, but it definitely shows why there's such a divide between the quality and the uh, depth of the first five seasons going into the last three. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I, I mean, I, I give Brian a lot of shit about everything, his perspective on, on things and for spoiling ahead and stuff like that. And, I, and I've done that to his face, so this isn't any surprise, but um, I, he was right on as far as how this show was kind of playing out mm-hmm. and, and what was driving it. Absolutely. Yep. All right, guys. I think, much like The Lord of the Rings, we've had 17 endings to this podcast. And I think it really is time to say goodbye to Let's Talk About Thrones. But I could not say goodbye without saying thank you to our team of podcasters here from all across the country. (laughs) Um, Some of them are separated by a whole other country. Uh, this was so fun. I made friends with people I didn't know I was ever going to make friends with. We had guests eventually. Yep. Uh, we had emails. Like it was great, and yep. and this was just an awesome thing to do. Uh, and with the exception of the Daily Tech News Show, it's probably what I committed to the longest of any podcast I've ever done. <laughs> Ooh, part of that is uh, the the shaky uh, recording schedule. <laughs> and, and release schedule from uh, one each producer and editor. It's all good. It all hey, worked. Thanks to Anthony for editing and publishing, like, what, 99.5% of the episodes? Yeah, seriously, I did one episode, and, and I, I never wanted no to do another one again. So big, big <laughs> King's Landing thank you to Anthony well, for that. That was the that was one of the things that both of you were like, I don't have time to do this. And I was like, well, I'll make it happen. Uh, and I had some hiccups in the middle there, but it eventually happened. It's all good. Yep. It all happened. It all happened. Yep. You, Anthony, made this happen. You, you had the idea. Thank you very much. Jenny, you continue to amaze me, and I love having had the opportunity to work with you on this and having to get to know you and then actually do some work with you. So very cool stuff. And again, Rich, thank you for being here for our finale and kind of acting as our producer and making this all work as our final episode. Well, you're not going to get out of this without being complimented. Oh, so buckle grief. up. Good the grief. most prepared person ah. on this entire episode who also <laughs> had the most interesting point of view because he had never seen the episodes until yep. like we were always ahead and Richard was always like he yeah. brought the purest perspective to this podcast. I See, think I thought invaluable. I brought the dumb dumb perspective because I'm like I don't understand what's going on. There were so many how times. You watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, there, there were so many times that Jenny and I took something for granted, and you were like, "What's going on here?" And we yeah. had to explain it. And by doing that, we realized that I guess later on you can take that for granted, but here you can't. And rewatching it has a different, totally different perspective. So you having the virgin perspective on the show was really the key, the anchor to the whole thing. That's and funny. we were jerks because we were like, isn't it obvious that Beric no, Dondarrion was brought back to life 19 times by Thoris of Mir, who we've never have, heard of before, but, but he was also in a battle with Jorah Mormont, but also, but also, but also, but also? You have that ability, Jenny, and you know, I'll just call to light your most recent viewing of uh, of of a uh, Captain America movie, but mm-hmm. the... For me, it was weird because I felt like I just wasn't getting it. I didn't understand it as I was recording. But then going back and listening, by the way, if you know anything about me, I'm adamant about listen to the shows you're on so you know how it sounds afterward and you can improve. Listening to the shows and hearing that conversation we had was actually really interesting. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to go back and listen and do a rewatch show about this podcast. Oh my god, that's so not happening. <laughs> Literally, because I've not got a chance to listen to very many of the episodes. So this is going to be like my fun winter project, is just to go back and listen to this podcast and see like, now how do we do here? And 
you should just write each of those up as a medium article yes. and send them. We will retreat. We'll just retreat. have like a coffee clutch call or something about that. Yeah. We're not going to actually <laughs> yeah. record. Not do that. a podcast no. about our podcast no. about our podcast about our podcast about. Our... Okay. Um. And finally. Yeah. I want to say thank you to the people that listened this entire time. Yes. Whether or not you emailed uh, this show, I, I see the numbers. It gets. It's gotten some traction. It's not the biggest one. We don't have the biggest names. Uh, we don't have the insider perspectives and things like that, but it's been a lot we of fun. We don't do reporting. We don't care. Yeah. it's It's been a lot of fun, and we hope you've enjoyed the time as well, because if not, then you just listen to 70 or 43 episodes of... 42, 42 episodes of BS. Which was fun. That was fun by <laughs> me. Um, I will say, though, that I will put it out to the group here. I mean, this isn't going to be the last Game of Thrones television show that ever graces mm. HBO. Probably screens. not, right? Mm. So, uh, well, we know if we're not. all still alive yeah, when right. those come out. You want to? You want to hit hit it back? Let's revisit that. All right. I would like to keep that option open. Yep. Internet, weigh in. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us for final time. Let's talk about Thrones. Sarah Richard, Lord Commander Anthony, and Sarah Jenny, who is a lady knight. Saying good night, say sleep tight, don't let the three eyed raven bite. <laughs> We're the whites, especially the whites. Okay. It'll tell you, it won't roll unless there's a card. Okay. Do 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 do. Okay, I'm sorry. Rich, you need a chair. Do you want to get a chair from anywhere in there? You should do that. No, 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 no. Too long a podcast for that shit. No. Uh, get a chair. <laughs> no, both both of those. My knees will start hurting you're, for you. You're not so. seven. Yeah. Why don't you're you not sit seven, on the floor? Get a chair. Just sit on the floor, like cross like it. That's definitely what I was gonna do. Okay. okay, but do that then. Yeah, don't make us uncomfortable with your knees. Okay. All right, stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. Ice, Ice is, is back, back with a brand new edition. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flows like a harpoon daily and nightly. I have no fucking clue what you are doing. <laughs> will it ever stop? No. Game. Of Ice Thrones. <laughs> Vanilla Ice Thrones. I actually saw him live. Did I'm you? I'm so sorry. No, it was, it, uh, was good. Th- it was this place called Fat Cats in Shreveport, or Bozier. I think it was Bozier yeah. side. Was he between Reno? Huh? He does renovations now. Oh, it was before that started. Well, I think oh. just after that started. Also, he's really good at it. This ain't yeah. no tell it anyway, bitches. <laughs> this is Game of Talk About. Game, game of game talk, talk about. about. Okay. Yes. Game so, of talk about. Uh, can I? Uh, you're gonna drive, right? Uh. Or do you want to be the reader and I'll drive? How about you drive? Because yeah. I've got the emails and yep. he's got the the, the documentary. Yes. Sir. Oh, I'll totally oh, talk about here, that. Here, <laughs> here Rich. Yeah, now that yeah. I try, I can't do yeah. it. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, now I try, I'm All just right, awkward. I'm excited for this. All right, ready? All right. Uh, sh- sh- uh, I need. Mine is. Did, I didn't get a water. Uh, mine you didn't get a water. I didn't get a water. Uh, where's the other glass? No, there's four. I brought in four. There were four. Where's the motherfucker? One. One, two, three. Oh, you know what? There's uh, glasses in that wicker basket. Oh, don't get up, Rich. How weird. Don't worry about it. You might want to check and make sure they're not Don't worry about it. I'm just going to make pain noises. Yeah. Should be fine. You just put a little water and swish it out. Wait, 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 Uh, wait. Let me me do the military clean. Yep. It's good. (laughs) But it had oil in it. Don't fucking care. Just... California. I mean, I do that with beer bottles, as, right and it makes me way. think that it's better. <laughs> and cans, you know, yeah, like yeah. you clean well, the can. Surely that yeah. cleans out all. Uh, that cleans off all the the rat shit that mm. was in the warehouse, right? Yeah. Yep. Can I please get you a chair? Is there any chance? No. Okay.
Right. What does that sound? It's kind of melodic. Oh, they're wind chimes. It'll be great. I'll I'll reference where we are. It's awesome. Yeah. I'll reference where we are so that all noises will be understood and accepted. Um, okay. Can you hand Ready? me the camera real quick? We're rolling. Yes, we're rolling. Just a second. Rolling. One final adjustment. Speed. <clears throat> Speeding. This is all. Uh, this is all the pre-show Clear. banter. <laughs> That's what Matt and I always say before we turn on the garbage disposal. Yeah. We say clear. I like goes, that. Clear, and we turn on the garbage disposal. I like that. Oh, there's the other glass. I found it. <laughs> found it. Found it's it. on the bookshelf. Yeah. There's no physical way I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, here sorry. you go. You can oh, do a yeah, pano, though, here. right? You yeah. can do it, a, a pano of the half room? Press for for uh, focus. Oh, yep. Detect the focus. Have you ever yeah, worked with no camera? Stopper, yeah, because there's, cameras there's no never work like that. It's just a fluid motion, so it's kind of soft. Wow. Can you make sure you get the part where it <laughs> rained and broke through our ceiling and made a terrible... What? Nothing. Can you get the cobwebs? Make sure you get the cobwebs. Yeah. Those you need to get over this. Good. You totally need to get over this. My house... I'm house blind. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, that's a shutter. It's a shutter noise. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> clack. Clackety I can, clack. I can put it in silent mode. I mean. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying. Don't know exactly how, but it takes this me probably ten seconds. This pre-show is fantastic. This is. Uh, this is all about the. <laughs> She's not even looking anymore. <laughs> <sighs> okay. You know what? I mean, I don't know if you're anxious right now. I'm like happier than I've been all week. I mean, too. We're podcasting together in the same room. Yeah, now now it just shows a white light right. around the edges when it when it hits it. There's no actual shutter mo- moment. Okay. So right. big bright light. Walk right. into the light. No, it's just actually like a white outline. Don't fall backwards. It's really subtle. <laughs> Please. All right, shoot me through the uh, water glass. That'll be really arty. And I'll look. <laughs> I like that. Okay, ready? <clears throat> ready. Okay. Sure. In three, two. Hold on, Richard. Make sure even when you look at Anthony, you stay on that mic. Okay. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. Just be in the general area. But can I move the angle? Of yeah, you could so that it's like splitting the difference yeah. between me and, and Anthony because it is natural to want to look at the people you're talking to. It's funny coming from Jenny. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Oh. Nice yeah. stab. Yeah. Isn't anyone bothered by Jorah Mormont's return to the north? I know he got a pardon, but it seems a little out of Wait, character that Leona Mormont... We're fixing the microphone. Doing? We're, we're doing some off... We're, we're holding. We're holding. She's assuming we're, I'm going to edit this. <laughs> like we're holding. That seems good. Right? Yeah, but if you're on access, yeah. then I'm going to pop. That's all right. So go... go down a little bit so I won't. Or you could adjust it. Okay. Ooh. It's <laughs> not a paid Ooh. position. I, I just got it. Sounds getting mouthy. I just got a talking to. Uh, and then when we're done, can you snap twice so we know we're done? That's actually legitimate. I can snap. Never snap. Oh, in a podcast. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, read away. What is in the walls? Yeah, maybe as a sound engineer, he can help us figure out what we're hearing right now. That's... So, Rich, did you close the garage or is the garage open? Garage I wonder if that's one of my cats. <laughs> maybe. I mean, it won't die. Whoever you are, just chill the F out. <laughs> All right. All right, continue. <sighs> okay, and... Nope, that's, uh, there we go. Let's see here. And this one, as soon as I get past the ad, I'll tell you which one it is. Come on. Tariti, what did you think of Game of Thrones? (laughs) Stephen Hughes also sent us the, an email with the link to the YouTube video of everybody singing around dancing. And singing, doing the little mm. the little songs that they did mm-hmm. together, the yep, cast. Yep, yep. yep, he sent that to us. So, and now I can't get out of my iPad. 
Lowe's. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. California. It's totally okay because Anthony's going to make this all seamless. He's not going to edit. <laughs> Wait, what? Busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. Feeling really faded. It, I had to. This episode has broken. Hold it, no! I don't think that's cool to say anymore. Hold the door? <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> wow. Hold the door. Is it really, though? Okay, and that's it. I uh, really hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes at the end there. And um, let us know if you think we should continue on with our discovery of Thrones when it returns, whenever HBO brings it back for its little spinoff episodes and seasons and stuff. Let's talk about Thrones at gmail.com. We, as in I, because I'm the only one that checks it, will check it semi-regularly for the next several months or until at least until HBO decides what they're going to do. And we'll figure out what we're going to do then. So let us know what you think. And it's still not too late to send corrections because we do like being smart about the things that we love. All that being said, for now, this is it. So thank you so much for listening and hope to see you again or hear you. No, um, hope to be heard by you again in the not so distant future. Bye.